0: Podcast brought to you by On today's show, Eli's shot on Days. Sheila's shenanigans continue on b and Anna and Felicia go on an adventure on GH. And does Victoria really believe Ashland on Y&R? All this and much more on today's show. So stay tuned. Jubenville, welcome. Good afternoon. Carly Silver, welcome. Hello. And Joshua Baldwin, welcome. Yo, yo, yo. Well, the biggest gasp-worthy moment of the week is probably uh, the Eli shooting and the fallout from it. Josh, what did you think?
1: Oh, that was some good drama. Uh, William Christian, made the hair on the back of my neck stand up (laughs) when he not just when he was in the when the shooting happened, because that was one thing. But when he was in the hotel room and he was freaking out and then all of a sudden he took a breath, set his eyes and was like, you need to calm down. You need to fix this. You can't let this get out of control. I thought, oh, my God. I had not really. I would seen him as sort of the wahaha villain for a little bit, but he gave me the chills a little bit. I thought the whole thing was good. That they got Vanessa Williams back as Valerie was great. I thought Sal Stowers continues to grow. Did a great job. Um, the scenes at the hospital between Abe and Tr were so good. Um, I, and I and and I don't know her name, but the woman who's playing Beth is a really good addition. And I, I believe her immediately and already kind of care about her a little bit. So I thought the whole thing was really done well.
0: Carly, what'd you think?
2: I thought it's really, it, it's been very impactful. I, I love, I mean, I've always enjoyed the character of Eli and I love the Elani relationship. I'm glad, um, like Josh said, that we're getting to see a really subtly villainous side of TR because we've been told about these terrible things that he's done. And then we, have seen a couple hints of, you know, Beth talked about all of the terrible things he did as well, but he almost, everyone seems to be, every, almost everybody in town seems inclined to sort of give him a second chance, and we haven't given, we haven't seen a lot of the truly nasty person we know he can be, and I'm glad that we're finally getting a chance to see that, because until now it's been a lot of tell, 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 and I think that this really ups the stakes in an interesting way.
0: Mike? Mike? What is this going to do for the family? What family? Eli's (laughs) family. Uh, uh,
3: Well, obviously, it's going to bring him together because he's going to be, I would imagine, comatose for a while. Um, I think it's an interesting dynamic that this character has gone through the, I've changed, I've changed, I've changed, and then... Like uh, Carly and Josh said, we get to see this other side. His creep factor, William Christian's playing, is really high. In fact, this that one part where he was had his hands clenched behind his back, like he oh, was going to – that was pretty tense. Um, but as far as the family goes, I think, um, you know, you've got Julie, you've got uh, Lonnie, you've got um, – uh, what's the mother's name? Pauline. Valerie. <laughs> Sorry. Valerie? Valerie, and then you've got Abe, this guy who thought he was Lonnie's father, and then you've got TR, and then TR comes in, and Abe dispatches him really quickly. So you could tell that him being on the outside is not going to be the best scenario that he's going to live with, especially if Abe keeps icing him out from Lonnie. So it's kind of nice to see that they're trying to give him a second chance, but they're going to start fueling his fire i would imagine at some point and they're going to start seeing layers come away
1: and just the cockiness
3: with which Mm. tr
1: strode into that hospital (laughs) and said like basically like thanks for thanks for having daddy duty while i was gone but i'm here now right it was it was it was just well played it was and then julie
3: he's like who are you (laughs) right
2: Uh. i i would wonder i i know he hasn't met Eli and Lonnie's kids yet, but I, I look forward to his reaction when if we ever see it about him hearing that his grandson is named Carver, because obviously there's a lot of tension between him and Abe over oh, Abe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot more to play there, and I look forward to it.
0: Carly, what,
2: what did I do? What, <laughs>
0: there, there has been Mar Devil, Devil Doug, John know. Devil, Bell Devils in the picture now. What are you thinking?
2: The second I see so, a character eyes light up like the wrapping on an always maxi pad. I am very, very worried. <laughs> I
0: am... TMI. <laughs> I don't know no, what I that mean, means but you
2: can into, a, no, you
0: it can sounds go like a TMI. Store,
2: go into a grocery store or drugstore and you can see them so it's not like they're taboo. It's, <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. I I think as maybe Jillian said a couple of weeks ago, I I thought it was a great, the devil was a great you know, throwback, but now it's a bit much. Um, it's been a bit much for me since we had the Johnny and Chanel breakup. Like there's all this great fallout and then it just sort of passes on to another person. It's like, it's, it's like a succubus. I mean, it literally is a succubus at this point. And it's at a certain point, it also means you don't have to, it, it serves as a plot catalyst rather than requiring character development. And I'm not saying that the writers or anyone are doing that on purpose, but it, it, it can become an easy Crutch, and I think that rather than, you know, at this point, I'd rather see more organic character development because we know the writers and actors and everyone on screen is capable of it. We don't need the devil to possess someone to go back, you know, to do something quote unquote bad. We should be able to have that happen organically based on the fact that these are three dimensional characters. So I think I, it, I, 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 said,
3: I I said that to Josh earlier. I said the the yeah. one thing that I have is that you know, and I think on a podcast you and I talked about it, Marlena made everything that was already in place happen faster like a catalyst. Johnny yeah. is creating chaos, but I would like to see Johnny be this character
2: exactly
3: without He's... being possessed by the devil. The only exactly.
0: thing that, the only thing like I uh, 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 as people know from the podcast dating back to a- the exorcism when it jumped to Johnny, I was initially enjoyed it, but very quickly was like, I don't see how Johnny being the devil actually furthers this with, with the story. I mean, to me, Johnny Bell the only thing that they're really getting out of this that couldn't have been done by characters not possessed is the fact that they can have a little bit of a supernatural element with Johnny being able to choke Chad or mm-hmm. um, being able to mentally control Jake. I mean, the... It's I'm a little not, passions. It It is a little passions. And there's... A, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, I just... I feel like there was the opportunity to write a more nuanced story after the devil possession um, with Marlena. And I think that you could have had Johnny be possessed and wrapped that up like late January and still had all of this drama without the need for the supernatural shenanigans.
3: Well, yeah, I think Uh, for me personally, I, I thought like with Johnny... Was that they when Carson Boatman came on? They established Johnny's character, but since we didn't know Johnny, he could have just become darker. Like maybe the devil could have possessed him and then left behind all those traits and amplified them a bit without without the um the eyes glowing and all well, that kind of stuff. And, and so, it's
0: entirely possible that that might happen, Josh. But the problem is, is that at it's some Mike. point you. No, I'm responding to Josh because it possibly will. But the problem with it possibly will is at some point you run into fatigue. And I think that there is a devil hopping fatigue, at least for I me. Agree. I and agree with you. I, the longer the payoff takes, like the payoff that we got at Christmas was great or New Year's yeah. was oh, yeah, great. Yeah. But since then, we're almost to April. Will soon be four months into Johnny doing manipulation with real no with no real how do I put it
3: impact
2: impact like like the only
0: impact there's no momentum. When he
2: exploded his marriage, that was a massive impact. And right,
3: and then after that, but the business stuff is not impactful for me.
0: Like the devil, I still don't understand why the devil cares about Demira. I just don't understand it. Maybe I need to be taught a lesson in why the devil should care about Demira, but I don't understand it. I can get why he came back to Marlena because he had unfinished business. I can get why he jumped to Johnny because he wasn't done quite yet. And I get that maybe if they had written it where he jumped to Johnny and then had some sort of unfinished business where he was going to wrap it up to really stick it to Marlena and had Johnny's possession. wrap it up, lady. Right. <laughs> have Johnny's possession being about the devil trying to stick it to Marlena. I could have been on all board for that. But now it's just like it's so long.
3: It's I, don't so thought long. That, I, I thought don't... the impetus would be the movie, but the movie is kind of stalled. That aspect of the story is I think, I wonder of... if
2: they're going to try and conclude because the whole thing that, you know, I, I get I also get the devil jumping to the next generation, whether it's Johnny and now Belle. But what I don't understand, and I think this may be where they're trying to wrap it up is with Ben and Sierra's baby, right? So why does but the devil care?
0: Why does he care about the baby?
2: I That's what I'm asking is I don't understand. I'm wondering if because Sierra, like in that preview that we saw that was on YouTube, like welcome back to days, I'm about to go into labor type of thing. Like, I wonder if that is like, well, because the devil was after the, the baby thing for is, some is, reason, is, the maybe thing that's is, is that wrap it up.
0: What I would have found to be a more compelling story with Johnny being possessed and all this stuff going on is, is if we had had a month of Johnny being possessed doing creating massive chaos for a month people realizing much quickly that he was possessed and then having it be something where they do an exorcism on him but nobody really knows if the devil is still there in him or not and we are dealing with the mental trauma of Johnny having been possessed and people in Salem not really knowing whether or not the devil's gone because Johnny's sort of a bad boy already, and to be able to have that gray of, was it Johnny or was it the devil, for the viewer and for Salem citizens, to me, would have been much more compelling than him going around and choking Chad and controlling Jake, and like for me, that would just... Be more
1: interesting. I I agree with you uh, about, and all of you really, about the it's because it becomes a plot device and and not about character development. But I'm sort of a split because while I have fatigue and while I think it's a plot device, in there are, if I just watch a scene, I can have fun with it, right? So, like, I think Martha Madison had the best time. I agree. And when she had Marlena against the wall and Chanel walked in and went, Jesus, and Devil Bell turned around and said, Try again. I just thought <laughs> she was having like the most fun with it, so like I can enjoy the scene while also thinking it's a plot device. If that makes sense, I don't. So
0: let's wanna... put it this way: I I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Heinrich on General Hospital, The Whispering Wonder, was enjoying every single unbearable scene that we have had I for, was a the, last, for the last two years, three years. But none of us enjoyed it except for him. I well, I, I, I totally one, I one totally respect thing. that an actor can enjoy the the material that they're being given because it gives them an opportunity to bite into something different, but that it doesn't necessarily mean it's enjoyable for the right. viewer. I, I said I was enjoy like
1: I enjoy the scene while also understanding that it's a plot device and I would prefer this to be character driven. Like I was just saying, there are scenes of the devil stuff that i enjoy but not because it's forwarding story but just because in that moment i am enjoying
3: the scene and to be fair sense. to yeah. be fair Marlena's is gonna start bearing the brunt of consequences so in a way oh there is somebody
2: a- just somebody just needs to give Mar- poor marlena a break i'm glad no, i'm glad she's front and center but i'm just like the devil the grandkid the daughter it's like she needs well to no
3: i for just meant like um, now they the want cameras. to fire her far at work like her her patients are leaving her like because her story oh, is so okay. public she is so she's reaping these consequences which means that you know their her character her her story's moving forward in the aftermath of her possession which i'm okay with cuz i think it has to happen see
2: that's an organic fallout that you pointed yeah. out that like but the why way-
0: didn't why didn't that happen at the in january well, Why now, is it almost April? Well, there was two weeks off. Celebrating a new year. Well, that's that's true. Okay, I'll give you that. The Olympics did take place, so they we just finished. Technically, we just finished Valentine's, so
1: we're
3: only right.
0: halfway through February. Yeah, in technically, there should be February sweeps. Right,
3: the and it's of February, right. February of should next should be Marlena year. Marlena being fired. <laughs> it's February 2023.
1: There and could this have goes been a time what jump. What, there could have been a does, time
3: jump.
1: And this you know goes what, back I to I what Carly was saying too. I'm sorry, Carly.
2: Oh, no, 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 I, no, no. I was just, I was sort of just disagreeing um, uh, loudly.
1: <laughs> just to sort of pull this together, I think that there is something organic going on here that's good to see, which is Kayla being told to fire Marlena, which is going to, which is actually going to cause Kayla some problems, spoiler alert, and that Craig is here having trouble with his hospital in New York, and he used to be chief of staff at University Hospital, why has Caleb more-
0: been fired? Though, well,
1: it's also, just, and it's also oh, very also
2: very Craig's alert. character is to is to like want to be because he his he and Nancy for many years were scheming to get Mike out of, um, out of you know the top job at the hospital and get Craig the job. And I like that we're moving. I, I like that that sort of organic element from this character's history yep. is coming into orbit here.
3: Absolutely, I I think the Sarah thing is very uh, confusing and sometimes entertaining but i don't really feel like it's adding much as far as but now that xander and maggie have moved her into treatment they moved that along fast enough for me that i can just be engaged now and not and then just kind of for, be re re into it for me for me around.
0: everything that was going on on days this last week Maggie and Xander's scenes where he's trying to convince her to sign it, and she won't do it. She has to see Sarah for herself, and then she's like, "Oh hell no! I'm signing those papers." And <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Give me that pen!" Right, right. It was actually for first... me the most enjoyable moment yeah. of, of David last week. Yeah, it
3: was compelling. yeah, Maggie and it and was. And Good. Lindsay Godfrey being that angry Renee is just. She's just so mean, to her mama. So uh, but I liked Xander telling Abigail off too. like he Ooh, came yeah. in and swooped in to defended Gwen. And we all oh, know that Gwen I is know. behind it. But Xander just was like, I just He's went through this knife. hell of putting your cousin in to commitment with with her mother. And you're out here doing this. And you're the one that left the syringe because you were going to use it on Gwen. You know what I mean? So he's like, "And you can go now, bye. So I thought, <laughs> I was like, I like that. That was okay. I think we've all
2: wanted to say that to Abigail yeah. every now yes. and then. Go now, bye.
3: <laughs> Let's talk about the bold and beautiful, because
0: I'm not sure it's quite as interesting, but we're about to find out. Carly, what did you think of Sheila and Deacon this last week?
2: Luke, they're all so pretty. What can I say? That's really all, the sets are pretty, the clothes look pretty, the makeup is pretty. <laughs> the...
0: And no one is gay. <laughs> Oh, God,
2: yeah. um, you know, the one, one of the many things that I kept Sorry. going I amused to, we've, myself. Gotten, we've gotten an allusion to <laughs> history. And I know that, like, you know, the fact that Sheila is literally, she said, Team Taylor is so ridiculous. You know, and I'm a I've been a bold fan for a long time. So this is like I grew up watching CBS Soaps you know, the fact that she's conspiring with Thomas and all I can see is Stephanie in her pantsuit worrying about, remember when (laughs) Sheila was threatening to kill Thomas by like cutting off his hair in his nursery? I would love if they revisited that in some way, whether it's Sheila torturing Thomas, Sheila seducing Thomas, Sheila, something, right? Or even like threatening that with Douglas saying, I'm going to something, you know, there's too much there for them to not do something yet they managed to not do anything
0: um was it that... <laughs> on last week's episode said that they thought that sheila and thomas sort of had vibes was that my did
2: you yeah. know it sort of reminds me of when sheila what sheila um came back as like the quote-unquote mentor to scotty like pre-scotty with chest hair on ynr was i think it was <laughs> redford i mean i think that at least that's interesting right is it gross sure but you know it's no grosser than rick and phoebe so it's oh ew i know Um, but I think, you know, the one thing I don't, people are, are used to Sheila's like obsessions. Right. And it's sort of like, it seems like she's moved from Taylor. I'm sorry, from Finn to Taylor. So if I were anyone in this scenario, I'd be, why are you like your whole thing was, you wanted to come back here to be with your son and grandson, you know, go spend time with them or stalk them or what have you, but why are you so obsessed with Taylor is the question they should be asking and rather than, oh will Thomas do the right thing, will he not, who cares why don't we have someone else figure it out and then work from there, you know maybe
0: Taylor is her long lost sister that she only found out was really her sister now
2: maybe Taylor was leading a militia in South America, like Sheila was that would make more sense
0: Oh, anything would make more sense Josh, what did
1: you think? I think uh, to to sort of I'm going to reference Days here for a reason. Love or hate the storylines on Days of Our Lives, they just mine their wealth of history, and they use That's it true. for good. On Bold and the Beautiful, and I'm gonna say on Y&R and GH, they either ignore or rewrite it. We've got this history. Steffi is like, meh, 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 When Steffi supposedly was a drug addict for a little while. Taylor's yeah, an that, alcoholic. That we're not was... mentioning that. Yeah. It's just, it's it's mind-blowing. Uh, and again, all of this over a kiss is just stupid. But if we're doing it over a kiss, Ridge got all up in Quinn on, in Australia before he and Brooke were supposed to get married. And Ridge ran off with Shauna, but nobody's mentioning that. I mean, Hope occasionally gets to have a good scene with that on occasion. But there's just so much history here that they're not mining that I don't understand why they're not doing it. Because there's, there's a story here that could be so compelling and so good, but it's just not. Although, and I would say, spoiler alert, it's not a specific spoiler, but next week... Sheila does actively threaten someone in the Forrester family. So right. maybe she that's Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that's a good question. And my thought was like what yours was, Carly, is that it could be Douglas. That it's possible that if Sheila's smart and Thomas's conscience is whatever, she threatens Douglas to keep him quiet. Maybe I'm wrong, but that that could be compelling. I Maybe suppose. it would keep
2: Stevie Nicks Hope from yapping her mouth all over Forrester Creations with those, <laughs> those elbow vests and flares.
1: I have enjoyed Hope's backbone, though. I will say this. She's gotten a backbone this last week or so. That's going... true, but
2: couldn't it be about something in her own life instead of her mother's? It's like, well, it, you know, we yeah. go from the adults being obsessed with the kids' sex lives to vice versa. It's like, don't you all have someone else to penetrate? I know it's <laughs> listen, listen, oh, so if
0: uh, there would be no global warming if the Bold and the Beautiful was responsible for all the recycling on the planet, because all they do is recycle. (laughs) Ah Global warming would not exist, because all they do is recycle and swap characters. That's all they do and they oh one other thing they do they once a year provide a storyline for a character to win an emmy other than that that's all they yeah. do is recycle
2: what do you think all is they do. Be this year's i mean obviously we don't it's you know three months it hasn't happened and I'm curious. it hasn't you know happened what?
3: but the they yeah. keep saying there's some big big thing coming down the pipeline but nobody knows what it is
0: my or if it's real two weeks ago um you guys uh, two weeks ago the people on the podcast were not enthused with the bold and beautiful. Last week, people seemed to be
3: enjoying the bold and beautiful. This week, how do you feel about it? Um, I like some of the stuff that's going on. I wish the one highlight for me was when Brooke last week said that she didn't want Ridge anymore and sent him on his way. And then this week she regretted that decision and then Hope was like, "You have to fight for him." And I'm like, "Oh, please. Can somebody just can Hope just say he's bad for you <laughs> you know what I mean
2: like you can help just say fine mom all right bye
3: yeah <laughs> move along you know I I don't know and then you know Steffi Finn is like the odd man out Finn is like disappeared Sheila's whole thing was about Finn um the only thing that I like about Sheila right now is that she is truly irritated with Thomas's sudden consciousness conscious that he's never really had before conscience sorry and um so yeah it's just it's it just really flips back and forth a lot and then the whole carter paris Sunday thing is irrelevant to me it hurts it's painful
2: and also where we were going with thomas and paris was potentially interesting in that you know, she has this conscience, and she is—you know—works for the Forest Foundation. She's, so which we've never seen. And I don't know if you guys saw the um, the bold live with Diamond White and Lauren St. Victor, and yeah. um, uh, Diamond White was like, "Yeah, we've never." really seen it I'm not really sure what Paris you know like what is Paris like we never really see her at work and I'm like you know that would be an interesting opportunity for like rather than sort of having Thomas have a crisis of conscience like if we want to see him become quote-unquote good again which is so arbitrary in of itself wouldn't it be interesting if like to get close to Paris he volunteers the foundation he has to sort of like you know get put in some work like there could be it's not interesting at least it could be something else rather than remember having Paris lust after Finn then lust Uh, after Thomas lust after her and then she and I think I actually think she and Carter have chemistry but there's no stakes there right Zoe's not in town
0: and we haven't told why Grace
1: right we haven't been told anything what's her motivation motivation? why does she care so much about that I,
2: I guess I mean I could understand it if it was well Zoe was engaged to this guy that's weird or something like you know don't or, you know, this guy has had a history of, you know, uh, of, you know, moving on really fast. don't But there's no motivation other than, no, I want, you know, it's almost like she she wants Zende because he's a, not because he's a Forster but because he's like the less scandalous option for her daughter. I don't know.
0: It's very I strange. Mean, Speaking you know, of very strange. Did anybody else find it odd this last week um, on the Young and the Restless that, Michael goes to Peru, goes MIA, meanwhile back in Genoa City, Nate, now that he's been let in on the suspected conspiracy as to its existence, suddenly is able to find all this documentation to prove that Ashland has been lying. And so in many respects, we wouldn't have really needed to go through a lot of all of this if Nate had just done his job more thoroughly
3: back when he first saw him? Okay, here's what what happened. Am I, like, because I was watching this- Nate was was getting reports from Ashland's doctor. He wasn't treating him. So he can only have access legally to records that were given to him. When Victor approached him about Ashland's deception, he broke a code a violation, whatever, ethics thing, and went into the his records at the hospital and found out this information. So could it have been done earlier? Maybe. But Nate is supposed to be this stand up guy. So he only did it because Victor asked him to. It never occurred to him that a patient would be lying to him and giving him false information. That's how oh, I and also
1: at it. the writers had not ever figured out at that point where they were going with the story, so they didn't actually <laughs>
3: okay
0: Josh you just
3: totally <laughs> took my theory
0: no I think no Mike is right and that does provide clarity because when I was yeah. watching it I was sitting there and I was like you mean to tell me that we've had Michael going all- gallivanting around the world and we've went through all of this and Nate could have just looked at some medical records a long time ago and this story would be
3: like non-existent right because even elena said you know what you did was unethical but you did it under the right for a moral reason she would right and she's like you have to you have to now you have to follow through you did it you'll accept the consequences he was going to leave his job anyway so you know she's encouraging him that he did the right thing even though he probably doesn't feel good about it cuz Ashlyn was his friend too so he trusted him.
0: carly what did you think of ashlyn versus victor and then also of victoria and Nick's conversation I actually thought that Victoria and Nick's conversation was the first time that I had any empathy for Victoria in this whole
3: mm-hmm. yes
2: story. I think Robert Newman and Eric Braden have great business rival chemistry I think that for me is where I found solace because it's not in the storytelling it's in the fact that, you know, and I even see Amelia Heinley's coming out to play, you know, I know we know that she can deliver sometimes all too often. The character's written a little weepier, but I like that we're getting this. It's a little more of a, because she basically married someone who was like her father, we're getting sort of this quote unquote betrayal seems to be hitting on two fronts. And I like that. She's sort of standing. She's, she's been in denial and she, that to me is very victorious. sort of like, you know, be savvy, do it the best you can, and then when everything you know falls out, deny, deny, deny. Um, it, I don't know if I buy the chemistry between um, uh, Victoria and Ashlyn the way I did the first Ashlyn. Bad Ashland.
1: touch, papa, bad touch.
2: I, but, but, <laughs> I don't think oh, so, no. but, That's but, just but, but, not- but. And, but I always think Victoria and Nick, that sibling relationship, that established dynamic is good and I think, you know, why I mean I would have liked had Victoria and Ashlyn been faking his cancer to get or somehow like been teaming up to do something rather than having be sort of Victoria have the butt of the joke but I think the conflict of Ashlyn actually having come to love Victoria is interesting. What I would think would be, I would like to see it go from here is if Victoria, for, if not forgives him but then they meet, they sort of team up to not take down Victor but to sort of You know, take this in another direction rather than them splitting up. And Victoria going, "Oh, woe is me! I need to comb my hair." Yeah, (laughs) but do you do you (laughs) actually do you
0: actually believe like? But the question is, is will people, will viewers, and will Victoria ever actually be able to believe that he actually did love her, or was only after her for another corporate takeover?
2: Based on the amount of interviews I've read with Robert Newman, that I believe it, but not everyone is does as much does as much deep diving into press as we do. So that is of no help. I, I, I am of no help with regards to that. I, I feel
3: that like they need to keep.
2: Because,
3: they sorry, have to do something to keep him around.
2: Oh, I completely agree. I also yeah. think they've invested too much press in having this big star come on to just like mm-hmm. do nothing. So I mean, I think it would be interesting if Ashlyn was like was um, if um, Ashlyn was sued for. I don't know what the I have no idea what the legal use of this is, but somehow sue like shareholders sued him for faking. It's fraud. You know, like, fraud, there. Yeah. It's
0: it's the, fraud. The question about that would be: Is was his previous company public? Because well, if, his co- if, be. his, if his previous if if his previous company wasn't public, there would be no shareholders to sue him. If it only if it if, if if he only went public as part of a merger with Newman, then technically all this stuff predates Newman.
3: Well, other part of it too is if victoria was aware of his potential fraud and still gave him that position what what does well, that right. do for victoria it's
0: negligence on her part
3: yeah yeah i mean it's uh, something if, if you think about the
0: if you think about the like just the semantics of this and maybe this is too like direct deposit paycheck but, it is mm-hmm. if victoria knew like if victoria had been made aware that there was a possibility that the person that she was signing on as a co CEO, was a scammer and a fraud, and then still had him sign it, she becomes part of it. Right. Oh, sure. So, this is like, where we, if, is where we if,
2: get if, a Genoa City and a Delvey. I mean,
0: <laughs> at this point, the person who is most likely to have professional fallout is Victoria because Absolutely. she took a publicly traded company, made him a co CEO. While knowing without confirming any of the allegations positively or negatively against him, but she was aware of it, so she knowingly did it.
3: Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, and uh, I needed to have that conversation with Nick. I needed to have, yeah, that was good. her like that one thing after she got handled all that stuff with her father, and then to have Nick come in and break down her wall. It was, it was. I needed to I needed to see that side of Victoria with her doubt and it needed to be Nick where she reconnected with him.
1: So I kind of like that. Really fast. I have to say where there is chemistry here is Ashland and Nikki Mm. in the in society where Nikki had confronted Ashland and they kind of went back and forth. I thought, okay. I'm not saying that I want them together or anything, but there's chemistry there and much. and it it's so obvious to me because it's like I don't see any chemistry with Ashland and Victoria in that way. It just creeps me out and but the, but the, but with them, I thought, oh wow, okay. I, I'm, I'm I'm engaged.
3: And it's in Nikki's character now to be the the other side of Victor's shoulder. So she just keeps, you know, making sure that Victoria is going to be okay and that. Victor is absolutely sure that this is going to um, not impact his relationship or that he's absolutely sure that the information that he's getting from Michael is is correct. So there's a lot of doubt. I mean, I just feel like, yes, it looks like Ashland. I just feel like there's a twist maybe coming up that's not going to be so clean cut. But I don't I know. I wish
2: that would be the case. I don't know if I have faith in them to pull in, yeah, in the current regime to pull this off in a way yeah, that I
3: agree with you. That
2: it, you know, I, I think that it's sort of forging ahead with, you know, with, with an idea. Of, oh, so and so has a secret, and then sort of catching up ahead of time, and it's like it's like you know, the shit comes first, then the toilet paper, and it's like it's a little bit like.
0: <laughs> oh my God! It's,
2: uh, it's, you it's and a, your analogies I, today. I can I, I, I,
0: I can't
3: use that as a title, but th- <laughs> like. <laughs> And then See Luke, the and you thought paper? a sticky wicket was a bad analogy.
0: <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> a sticky wicket is just a bad word to be trying to use in a headline.
1: Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right, Claudia, go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh no, but, but but I think again, I think I mean again, it's hard to know because I don't know, but it seems like you know, don't give a character a secret unless you've thought out all the beats of it, or at least most of them. You know, Agreed. it just Agreed. seems a little bit. Um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna not use the other metaphor that I'm thinking of, but i think <laughs> i think we can all sort of it's a little bit premature
0: uh Carly what are you thinking of jack uh, or of jack's uh storyline regarding chemo's
2: passing okay. oh okay well I like that we're <laughs> visiting chemo I think that is a character who for, I would really I'm really glad that we're getting an east you know an east asian actress on the show an actress of east asian descent. I don't know if we've had one regularly since Jimin Kim back in the day who I loved. I loved Eric Steinberg in that role. Um I I think there's we're missing out on I don't I have no idea why they decided to go the route of killing killing the character of Kimo off rather than having the character back or the actor back or we I have no idea about that, but I think that they're for whatever reason they decided to go that route, there's a lot of missed beats. Because if I remember correctly, Jack had forgiven Chemo, Kim- or Chemo had forgiven Jack, and then you know we just sort of never mentioned Chemo again for like 25 years, and then he dies, and they think that now we find out oh well Chemo didn't really forgive Jack he was having issues. Okay, well let's play those out on screen, even if it was only for a short period of time. Why not you know have why why not have this awkward dynamic, you know, there could even have been an argument, and, you know, Chemo could have keeled over from a heart attack, and Jacka felt forever guilty, and then the daughter mm-hmm. hated, you know? I mm-hmm. think there's there would have been a lot more potential if we had seen the generations play out.
1: Right? This seems and, to... Okay, I'm sorry.
2: No, no, right. I'm sorry, go right. on.
1: Go, no, go ahead, sorry. I,
2: I think that... I think it's a real shame that they chose not to go that route. I, you know, we've only seen this actress for a couple days. I'm excited to see where this goes. I... I don't know. I mean, I think it's a shame we have to get Michael Mueller on via FaceTime rather than seeing this, you know, now he's he's got a niece and having that play out would have been so interesting. I'm hoping that the character, it's Allie Nguyen, right? Is the character's name? I'm hoping that we'll have her be a little bit of like a troublemaker maybe because if she was, maybe she was really close to her dad and her dad, you know, apparently had issues with his dad, even though we never really saw it on screen. And then Dean was involved with chemo. Like there are all these beats in town that you could play out. I don't necessarily even get if, it.
3: Even if they brought chemo back for like a month before. Exactly. And exactly. then you could see them trying to get reconcile and then he dies. In the mansion, and then the daughter comes and is like, what the hell And that would have made the stakes even yeah. higher,
2: because rather than just, yeah. oh, we haven't talked, and it turns out he secretly hated his father, right. it would be, oh, you killed my dad, even if you didn't really, you know? I think that—I'm I'm hoping they don't make this character just, like, a goody two-shoes or an ingenue. I'm hoping she's—maybe, like, maybe she's a bit angry with Jack for neglecting her dad or whatever, because I think that if you're going to make it so that Kimo did dislike Jack at the time of, of his death, then, you know, let's— See how that shakes up the Abbott family, right? You know, I, I'm. This I is. Also, a, I also. This wonder. girl
3: was good. I'm not gonna lie. She, yeah, I mean,
2: I, we've only seen her for like five minutes. But I, I like know,
3: her. but the five minutes I saw her, I was. way I was impressed. She's I agree. There with- Freaking Bergman and Stafford and holding her own. To be fair, they're not she giving she
2: Michelle, Shefford, Michelle Stafford much to do other than sort oh. of make faces in the background. Yeah, but, no. you know, I think that they're, I'm glad that they're bringing on a character of East Asian descent. I think that it is about time, and there are a lot of interesting issues they could explore or not explore with that character, both within the Abbott family and without. I hope that they choose to make this character well rounded and really a mainstay of Genoa City. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm not necessarily optimistic based on the way we've had certain character, like new or legacy or new or legacy characters written off or sort of, you know, done in the past couple of years. But I'm going to be watching, so they'll have one viewer at least.
1: It's very much a uh, uh, become a framework for The Young and the Restless to have all these stories where they tell us. On screen, all of this stuff that happened off screen and we're supposed to be it's supposed to be compelling. And it's just not like we saw Ashley
3: make a phone call and say, take care of stuff. And now Michael's disappeared. It might have been a little bit more to actually play it out.
2: I also think that there, you know, as an editor, I this is something show. Don't tell is, is something that we all do, you know, as an editor and as a writer, I struggle with. But I think in TV, it's a particularly—it's of course, of course, it's not a medium that I read or edit for, or write or edit for. But it's a particular challenge because you literally are seeing stuff as well, rather than just having words. But I think it makes it that much more imperative that you've got to show it, right? Or at least you know, lead through on your foreshadowing, introduce your storylines because otherwise,
3: a lot of telling with Jack.
2: Exactly, and there's
3: a this is the medium to do it. You have nothing but time. You have to fill in hundreds of days of stuff. And I get the budgets aren't the same, but in general, hospitals guilty of this too. Well, it's you've got to be able to let things play out and let us watch it, rather than keep backfilling stuff that we never saw. I don't, I don't get it. Well, when you have nothing Mike... but time, why can't you just? make that happen. Mike, you were complaining
0: about what happened this last week on general hospital. And we got to see Felicia in all of her glory. (laughs) And you you didn't (laughs) like it. And so I think based, Uh based on that for the young and the restless, we should get more days of Felicia crying because we need to see it all play
3: out. Okay.
0: That's not what I mean. And you know, it. I know, but it's a great segue. I know you were trying to
3: segue. <laughs>
0: oh man uh, no. what did you uh, think of, and listen felicia. i have been waiting for this segue to go to mike first on felicia and anna this last week ever since his text came in because i enjoyed it i thought that their little adventure was fun but i know how much mike hates felicia
3: i know that like see i don't understand how felicia could be a secret agent but whatever that's all beyond me. And Anna and Felicia have a very long history Felicia together. She's also so Aztec
2: for, princess, so you know what. Yeah,
3: right. And for
2: them to <laughs> oh, go those off turquoise,
3: uh, for them to go off together to try to figure out what happened to Luke, it's actually a pretty good idea. It works for their history. Um, but when I was watching Anna and Felicia work together, um, Anna was me. <laughs> there's no doubt so um yeah i know that she was overdoing it on purpose to emphasize their caper but anna's reaction was kind of everything because at least she acknowledged that she knew that felicia was overdoing it so it was it was okay it wasn't as horrible as that but the the whoever put the the gif up on twitter deserves a prize because i don't know where that came from but that was funny
1: I loathe Felicia too, but I did think it was fun. I think I think it gave Finola Hughes doesn't get enough opportunities to play comedy, and I thought no. she did a great job. I thought it was I thought her reactions to Felicia were really fun. I thought that the the whole premise it was just kind of it's, it, there's so much darkness happening on General Hospital right now mm-hmm. that it was a
0: nice light diversion mm-hmm. that I that I that I enjoyed. See, and that was the thing for me, like. You have two characters with immense history who, a few, uh, what, two years ago now, they were at odds over what had happened with Maxie. Now you have the things coming full circle where these two women are on a, have been brought back together in part because of Maxie, but now are continuing to rebuild their friendship over Luke. And I feel like from a historic standpoint, it works for both characters you always have to have someone over the top and you always have to have someone who deadpans so Felicia being over the top mm-hmm. and Anna deadpanning works really well it, and it's a nice side adventure i i enjoy these kind of antics a little bit more than me trying to, like to understand when robert scorpio and olivia went on their thing to monaco or wherever it was yep. to the, the casino heist mm-hmm. that Robert and Olivia have had chemistry, but them going on an adventure together didn't quite make as much sense. Whereas Felicia and Anna going on an adventure together makes total sense in the history of the show.
3: Well, this this also is a part of a bigger story. I mean, if you think about it, they're umbrellaing... uh, Luke's death. Luke's death with Victor and Robert and Anna and Felicia. And then you've got Drew... And so there, there is a big mix. And Laura, because of the Ice Princess, so there's a lot of dynamics that are, a lot of balls in the air, so to speak, with the story. So it's not just really only about Felicia and Anna. It's tied to a bigger thing where they're trying to figure out Victor's involvement in whatever Victor is trying to do. And I'm okay with that. That's cool. I
2: think one of the cool, one of the I love the Felicia and Anna scenes. I like that we're getting. A classic partnership. I wonder if we needed them. Why do why Luke? And I understand why they're going to find you know Luke's murder or whatever. But I don't care about Luke anymore at this point.
1: That should be the I title don't... of the podcast. Why Luke?
2: Well, I mean, to be <laughs> fair though, that's we'll I mean, get it we, all wrong. We love, we love our Luke, but you know, at the, I I get why they had the you know the memorial for him. Okay, but I think that there's enough other his there's we know that there's enough history between these two characters, and there's enough. There are enough baddies on the canvas at the moment that they can go off and do spy stuff without needing, you know, the jerry-curled wonder and his corpse to animate I'm, them.
0: I'm about to say something, oh, and I'm no. probably going to regret it. <laughs> but you know how, like, because in some respects, it's almost like Voldemort, and you shouldn't actually say his name. <laughs> yep. I yeah. have this Luke Spencer, terrible, Luke Spencer. Terrible, Luke Spencer turn oh, terrible creeping suspicion. Me too that for some sort of anniversary, I I would really need to do some like digging and see what's coming up. Whether it's a Luke and Laura anniversary, whether it's a, the show's anniversary. Well, I guess the show's, the show's anniversary, anniversary is, in is, April. Uh, is in April. So I mean, well, you never know. You know but climate like,
2: change is going to make Amsterdam go underwater. So maybe. Well,
0: it. no, it won't happen because <laughs> the bold and the beautiful has saved the planet through recycling. Um, the <laughs> I have this sneaking suspicion that Luke Spencer's. And I really don't want it uh, to happen.
3: It's entirely possible they're going to go through this whole thing and find out he was, in fact, murdered and not, and not accidentally. Mike. Oh, I don't impetus think he's is. Mike.
1: There's no chance he's dead.
3: <laughs> Mike,
0: I guess, do you I actually believe that, that this I writing always, team I, who has I, chosen to rewrite themselves from a, a year earlier is going to actually have Luke Spencer remain dead? Not even a chance. No! Yeah. No!
3: So it was a possibility.
2: I mean, I have to say... <laughs> Minuscule.
3: Minuscule. <my, laughs>
2: mu- <laughs> you know what? And, and I don't... I think... I think we can all agree that the character contributed a tremendous amount to the show while saying, we don't need him now. And I right. think that that's where GH sometimes struggles, mm. is that they do a great job revisiting history, and then they go a step too far. Like, they added on and then we got Peter. You know, like, <laughs> stop, like, a couple steps short... And I think we'd have a winner.
3: It's like watching Drag Race. Edit. Take one thing off and throw it away. <laughs> and right, the
2: Luke? One thing was, you that, take, was that one th- was that Chanel who's or Elizabeth Taylor who said that like take one mm-hmm. piece off before you Coco leave the Chanel. house? Coco yeah. Chanel. I'm sorry, but I um, I mean, to be fair, Elizabeth Taylor is just as fabulous. Well, but yeah, I, I mean, I know, but I, <laughs> but I think I think sometimes similar to the devil possession storyline conflict for the Brady, you know. Um, Demera clan great do we need a devil maybe not agreed
0: also on general hospital this last week we had the Trina Spencer Esme Josh and Cam story which as I was watching it I couldn't help be reminded of Josh Josh's words last week about this feels like high school this feels like high school Everything about the storyline and the reaction of the other students felt like high school to me. This last week, it did but, not. I mean, be...
2: to be fair, they're just out of high school, right? Like they're all eighteen. They're, but
0: they're freshmen. But it's,
1: but yeah, just they're freshmen. freshmen. Yeah, they're freshmen in college. I just it it huh. just read okay. a like I just needed it elevated just a little bit. Like well, just what, would you, little, what
2: would you have changed? I'm curious. I just, it just,
1: and I know this is wash, rinse, repeat because I'm saying it again, but just the reactions, the, the, again, I know probably because I'm just too familiar, but it's just like in college, not everybody knows everybody. It's a bigger thing. It's not like you've been in class with these people for four years. And I think
2: also that people would be more on, like a lot of people are sort of like, oh, like I'm surprised. What was it? Um, you know, oh, was it the character that Josh Bernard played? The, um, like, the, the class was like, oh, I'm surprised, Jocelyn, that you're studying with me. I think Adam. a lot more people today would be a lot more, su- to your point, supportive of Jocelyn Cameron be like, that is revenge porn. How dare you? I think yeah. that if they wanted to include yeah. that young actor in another, which I think he's, he seems fine. You know, he's, I think he's the right age range. Why it had to be, like, snarking about basically sort of, like, mocking the victim of revenge porn. Don't love it. And it was, like, a little bit, like, holier than now I'm like, if you're going to have this big, you know, this. Sort of big cameo from this young star. Then why not? Why not make it? Why why that? It didn't sit that well with me.
1: You would need somebody on canvas, which is t- I mean, exactly. it's, which is what Esme is playing right now. But somebody who just doesn't like Joss, You'd need who to just be the, says like, something. All my children
2: back in the day, you had the pro Vietnam side and the anti Vietnam side. Yep. You've got to yep. have the. I mean, there really is no there's no defense of revenge porn. But at the same time, to have like a villainous character actually, you know, go that route would be would have been interesting
1: now the esme uh, the esme uh, trina spencer, spencer trina stuff was gold mm-hmm. it was gold all around I between I started crying when <laughs> Sydney McKayla, yeah, oh, I scene, when he said I'm my world will new... be gray my world will be so great if you're I'm not... so, oh, just so I'm good
2: excited for her for the, you know i'm i'm optimistic i'm sure the new actress will do a great job but i and i'm so excited for sydney because i listened to the um you know, her interview for what she's doing at USC and she's such a bright star and she'll go on to do great things. Oh, but absolutely I'm and I'm excited for the new actress Tabiana Ali, but I'm gonna miss myself some soon.
0: I agree with you. What, what did, did you guys to think, think of Esme putting the phone in the in her purse? I oh, feel I thought like... I'm
2: glad because I'm glad that yep. Esme's not gonna just become a whitewashed, you know, whitewashed, oh I'm so sorry, sort of I was had a bad childhood, so that just, you know, like sort of like a I'm glad that they're going to keep making her a villain. I don't think she what she's doing is right, but I think she's an entertaining character.
1: And I think that she keeps trying. There's little... One of the reasons that I even care about Esme is they give us little tiny insight into where she tries something and she's sort of like showing her feelings or doing whatever. And that scene where she is listening to Spencer and Trina and she starts oh. to cry. And I just thought, it's so good. And then she calls the police. It's like That's- when she was at... Uh, Kelly's and she was trying I believe truthfully after her talk with Laura to apologize to Trina and Joss just got all Joss and she went over there got that phone up out of her purse and said fuck off and hit the, and hit send I like this is where I care a little bit about Esme I just thought Avery Paul did such a great job
2: I think this is what they wanted what the character of Nell could or should yes. have Yeah. but I think the way that it, we all know why that – we all know that didn't work out. So whatever the reasoning, this is – I don't know if they sort of took a look at that at that model and said, OK, we're going to refine it, that type of villain. But the and idea it's, of Vegas- It's good for the
3: teen set to have somebody who is a little off balance like that. I think it's really important if you oh, have yeah. a group of teens that you have somebody who is causing trouble. And it's so bizarre that this girl was introduced and not connected to anybody but – People seem to really latched onto her, and I—I I think I it's think, great. I like her character a lot. She's a I lot. Also I also think
2: that it's she's a very, very strong actress, and yeah, I think I that, do she and she's also being written in a way that's a lot more subtle and a lot less "more ha 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 ha" than yes. other way other young villains have been written. Woo!
1: Can we talk about Can we talk about Esme and Carly? I. Oh, oh, that, that was awesome. That. <laughs> woo. When she looked at Carly and basically said, oh, your bed won't be cold for too long, like mother, like daughter, and went to walk off. And then she grabbed her and started to play, acting like crying. That was so see, good. See, see, Mama
2: Bear Carly is where I can get behind Carly being self-righteous. Where I can't get behind her being self-righteous is saying, oh, well, I did all these things and had to learn from them, so you should... And I'm like, really? Really? When did you learn? When and has her-
0: Carly ever learned a lesson no. ever?
3: Mm-hmm. Ever. I just like that she she was smart enough to spy Nicholas. Yes. And then provoke Carly and then well, act like Carly was abusing her, which Carly assaulted her. I mean, oh, yeah. Carly but not her, a kid. I mean, she's please, a, she's please, a please legal sure, adult. Please make clear,
2: but... it's the character of Carly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I know, I know, I'm just teasing.
0: The one thing that I thought was sort of weird was like after us finding out that Ryan is her father um, and him telling her to get back on track, I it felt weird that this last week, Rather than her get back on track, like we have so many scenes with Ryan watching her talk to Spencer. And I'm like, I wonder what's going through Ryan's mind. Is he like this girl is still off track or she's trying to get back on track through Spencer? And I was just, hmm. This is where we don't know what track is. True. We don't know
1: what that means, and so it's 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 hard to
0: read it, right? Well, I'm we do know what the, we do know what the track is. Is that he wants Nicholas and and Ava
3: split up, but there's got to be more than that. There's got to be more. Yeah, I think so. I also she's... think I'm also I think that they're they're doing pretty well with this group of teens who are amazing, but Spencer seems very stuck in the mud. I think. When Spencer came back, he seemed to be savvy and have a plan, and he was going to derail his father's relationship and get rid of Ava, but he can't see. I know he's not in love with Esme, so he's not blinded by love. So what is it about Esme? He has to know that Esme is behind everything, and he just seems hesitant to own it. Does that make sense? The
0: Spencer Cassadine who could— basically pull stuff off at the nurse's ball is not is not stupid enough to do some of the stuff that spencer's doing
2: i think one of the things that i actually sort of disagree with you all on this because i think that spencer i see spencer sort of as kind of being torn between like the baddie that he sort of that could pull off those you know those do all of those things and sort of taking on the and legacy and sort of like Esme and Trina, his interest in Esme and Trina sort of represents two different sides to him, sort of like the impulse to do bad with Esme and the impulse to like be a better person through Trina. And obviously that's his own responsibility. But I think that with all of the, you know, cast like trying to figure out what exactly a cast means, I think Nicholas is still sometimes going through that, especially with the sort of resurrection of Victor is should I be should I be, you know, as should I be, you know, an altruistic person? Should I really live up to my family legacy and, and be a nasty piece of work? And also, I think, you know, when he felt like he had nobody and he felt like his dad had abandoned him, he had Esme. And I think that for somebody who's coming from a really vulnerable place, which we saw him coming from, it's very hard to lose that like security blanket and venture out into trying something new and trying to improve yourself, right? Okay. It's easy yeah, to have old habits. So, and then he's
3: got Victor trying to prod his dark side.
2: Yeah, I think that I, it works for me, okay, but I also see how it doesn't work for other people.
1: I can agree with you, but the only thing—the only thing I would say—is we're we we stray into a little magic TV here because I'm agreeing <laughs> with you, but because <laughs> we're having to fill in so many blanks.
2: That's a good point, though.
1: I wish that they would fill in some blanks for us, just because we're you know having what? to guess. That,
2: we should write fan
0: fiction. like <laughs> <would>, This <laughs> would be fun fanfic.
2: Definitely. We would be good at it too.
0: On that note, we'd encourage you to comment on this episode at daytimeconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash confidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash confidential. You can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. Carly is at Carly A. Silver. Mike is at MPG 24 And Josh is at Dr. Joshua A. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye. Bye, y'all.